Hello, I'm Eric Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about distractions. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. I'm Erica, and today is the 4th of October, 2021. Today we're going to be talking about distractions, and it's funny because if you heard my introduction, there was a little pause in there, and the irony is that I had a moment where I was like, wait, what am I talking about again today? So um, you're in good company because you are not the only person who gets distracted around here. Um, I just want to remind you that this is a podcast done by somebody who is not a Bible scholar, but just a messianic mama who has a messy life and gets distracted very, very often. But I also am trying my very best um, to be as authentic as possible on this podcast. What you uh, hear is exactly what you would get if you were to speak to me in person. Hopefully that works for you. If not, then maybe you don't want to meet me in person. Um, Today, before we get into it, we're going to go over, obviously, the tour portions of the week. This week, we are starting out with um, the the tour portion will be as of this Saturday. So I'm giving you an opportunity to delve into the word and actually um, see what the Bible says and to have a whole week to really study it before Um, Saturday, I don't know if you're like me, I have an actual synagogue I do go to. It is an hour away, but well worth the drive. And um, we go over the Torah portion, we read the Torah portion at synagogue, but I think it's really good to be able to read it beforehand and get actual context on what you're reading, especially because at least for our synagogue, we do not read the entire Torah portion. Um, That would make our services um, even longer, which is not a problem. However, our services typically run from about 1030 to at least one o'clock, if not longer. That's not including Oneg, which is a potluck, um, or a Sabbath delight is what it means. And um, so anyways, Torah portion this week, distracted again, Noach, which means rest. The Torah portion, uh, Bereshit, or known, also known as Genesis, is chapter six, verses nine through 11 and 32. Then you have the half Torah portion, which is Isaiah this week, chapter 54, 1 through 55, and 5. Then you have the Brit Hadasha, which is the New Testament, Luke 7, 1 through 8. So we're going back to the beginning of the, the Bible. Last week we started over again, along with some extra Torah portions, as you know, if you listened to my podcast last week. So really delve into it and just immerse yourself in the word. So I want you to know, that um, I'm actually not feeling super well today. We've had a really, really long week. And my husband and I just kept saying, we really can't wait until Sunday. Um, Because Sunday is really the day where we kind of relax, but not really because that's actually our day that we do our chores. Um, But we don't have anything outside of the home that we have to really uh, focus on. So um, Saturdays, we look forward to actually seeing our, um, our congregation, uh, family and everyone else and just being able to delve into the world word and, and be with like-minded believers. But on Sunday, we like to try and just rest our minds. So, um, today we are just resting, 
Um, as you know, I pre-record this on Sundays and post it on Monday. So it is the 4th of October as you're listening to this. Distractions. So there are so many distractions in the world today. And most of what I got is very, very, I'm very, very loosely getting from the BibleReasons.com. They kind of gave me a template to go by. Um, as believers, our focus is to ever be on Yeshua. Yet there is a constant struggle to do so. Growing up, I know my parents thought I had attention deficit disorder or ADD. I was so full of energy and was constantly struggling to stay on task and not be distracted. Um, in fact, I had so much energy. Typically, before I would come, uh, when I got home from school, they would have me run around the house 10 times before I was allowed to actually come through the door just because of how much energy I have. It's another reason they put me into gymnastics. But um, I know when it came to schoolwork, I was so easily distracted. I have a, a child as well who is also very easily distracted. So when there is any kind of uh, tasks that need to be done, typically they need to be in a room without anyone else there and nothing to distract them, which is a lot easier said than done. For those of you who struggle with distraction, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know even for now, like... Even on days where I'm supposed to be cleaning, I'll be like, oh, I'm cleaning something and then I'll see something else that needs to be cleaned and I might get distracted and move on to the next item that needs to be cleaned and forget about the first item. So the definition for being distracted means having the attention diverted. I think I pretty much just gave you a good example of that. Rendered incapable of behaving, reacting, etc. in a normal manner as by worry, remorse, or the like, irrational or disturbed. So distractions are not always positive, and they're certainly not always negative. There are definitely negative uh, distractions, and there are positive ones. But distractions from what is truly important, i.e. Adonai's will for each and every one of our lives, is very dangerous. As believers, we believe that Adonai is, or at least should be, the driver of our car or automobile. Think uh, Carrie Underwood, Jesus Take the Wheel, if you're familiar with that song. If you're not, look it up. Um, another analogy is that Adonai is the captain of our ship. When you choose to become distracted by what's going on around you or on your ship, you lose sight of Adonai, your captain, and you begin to steer your own ship. This will lead you to go to the uh, go the wrong way and will, will inevitably lead you to sin, missed opportunities, and missed blessings. Instead of dying to our flesh like we are called to do on a daily basis, we begin to think only of our fleshly desires. We've replaced what God wants with what we want, which obviously is very dangerous. That's when the questioning begins. Where are you, Adonai? Why do I feel so alone? Adonai promised to guide you and lead you, but instead of keeping your focus on him, you started focusing on the huge waves and the other people on the ship around you. I don't know about you, but that's something that I definitely struggle with. I definitely get distracted by people around me and also about, you know, the different storms in our lives. Those are easy distractions. I know, um, each and every time that my oldest son had to be um, admitted into the hospital, that was a huge distraction. And so it was very difficult for me to get my focus on what was truly important. 
which is Adonai and his will for each and every one of our lives. Um, not sure about you, but I know one of my greatest distractions that I struggle with is technology, cell phones, TV, social media, video games. When it comes to technology, the list is endless. It is so easy for us to pick up our phones and pick and look up uh, something like Facebook or Instagram or even Snapchat if you have that. I do not. Um, or even checking our email or texting our friends or calling your mother. Those are not bad distractions, but you also want to make sure that they are in the will of what your father wants you to do. Obviously, I'm not saying don't call your mother because that might be a distraction. I will have you know that I talk to my mother every single day. And if I do not talk to my mother two days in a row, she's worried I have, I have died. And so uh, I don't want to put that worry or burden on her. So I always try to make a point of making sure that we do talk to each other on a daily basis. Um, and it's good to stay connected with those that you love. The main problem with distraction, especially I'm trying to think of how to word this exactly. One distraction could lead to another distraction, which leads to another distraction, which leads to another distraction. I cannot tell you how many times I've opened up my computer to do something like pay my bills and somehow I end up on Facebook. Like that has nothing to do with my bills. That is not what I need to be doing, right? The main distraction as a whole is life. Getting caught up in the world and its troubles. You have money, relationships, our jobs, schooling, our outward appearance. And for me, another big distraction is health. For those of you who don't have health issues and it's kind of just a you know something you don't even think about, I'm, I'm amazed by you and I'm, I pray that that is never something that you have to worry about. Um, but for me, it's something that I have to consistently think about on a regular basis. Um, if not, hour, you know, minute by minute, definitely hour by hour. Um, something that I have to constantly be vigilant on about because if I get distracted about other things, I actually could make myself more sick. Um, we sometimes are so consumed with everything and anything that seemingly all of a sudden the day is over. And we haven't spent any time with our creator. Um, to be real with you, that has happened to me on many occasions where I'm so caught up in just the daily life of what's going on from moment to moment to moment. And then I take a minute out of my day and I'm like, Lord, I haven't spent any time with you. I haven't thanked you for anything. I haven't praised you for your wonderful creations around me. I haven't asked you to bless um my children or to be for that person on the corner of the street who's homeless. I haven't sought your will for my life at all during the day. You know, so we'll say a, like a quick 30 second prayer and call it spending time without an eye. That's not spending time with him. When we allow anything to distract us from God, we start drifting. We need to fix our eyes on Adonai alone. You know, it's funny, my husband actually, he lives by the checklist. Now that he's retired, he has a checklist he goes through every single day. And I'm sure there's there's a checklist on there, spending time with the Lord. Because if you don't put that in there, somehow it gets forgotten in the shuffle. 
And I think that that's a huge mistake. When you think about it, what healthy relationship do you know of that stands the test of time when there is next to no communication? And when there is communication, it's just you or the other person asking something of you. I'm just, I'm giving you a moment to just think about that. I can't think of any like relationship in my life where that has ever been sustainable. You cannot ignore someone except when when you need something and expect it to be a good relationship, a healthy relationship, a relationship that's even going to stand the test of time. It's, it's not going to happen. Um, at least not for me. I'm, I, um, I'm not a doormat. I, uh, I'm not okay with people treating me that way. Um, if you are familiar with the five love languages, I think it's by Gary Chapman. Please don't quote me on that one. Um, I think it's a really great tool. Um, one, I actually am tied. Uh, I don't have two love. I have, uh, I have two love languages. I don't have just one. Um, and typically you have like, you know, one major love language and then, you know, you have a second, third, fourth, fifth. I actually have two that are tied at this uh, point in my life. Words of affirmation and spending quality time. It's like when you are, um, and for my husband, it's physical touch. So if we are in a room together, we're sitting on the couch, not actually touching, but we're sitting on the couch and we're watching a movie. My husband, even if he doesn't say anything to me that entire time, considers that quality time. And I've had to tell him, just because you're in a room with me does not qualify that as quality time. I want actual, your actual time. I want you to give of yourself and, and sacrifice time that maybe you would be doing something that you would enjoy more and actually spend time with me. Now, of course he says, I would love to spend time with you as much as I possibly can. And of course I want to spend quality time with you, but you have to understand like, this is a definition and this is what quality, quality time actually means. Just because God is with you all the time doesn't mean you shouldn't talk to him and be in relationship with him. You cannot be in a relationship with somebody and not communicate. I do not know how to stress that enough. When we make the decision to get serious about our relationship with Yeshua, that's when Hasatan will try his best to distract us. And I think that's one of the, the greatest tool tools that um, Satan uses in his tool belt is he will distract us with something silly. Like it's just, it's ridiculous. Like how easily distracted we can get. Um, I am, as I've said, consistently distracted with everything under the sun. Um, I prefer, unlike many other believers that I know, they love their self-help books. I, I don't know what else to call them that are written by other believers to help you further your relationship with Yeshua or God. Um, to be perfectly honest, I find them extremely boring. Probably because I'm a fantasy sci-fi type person. <laughs> and as long as it's a clean, clean book, I keep it clean. I, I'm not interested in the language or the sexual innuendo in books. As long as you're keeping it clean in the books and it's a story that I can immerse myself into... I love those books. I am not a huge fan of the self-help books. So the only book that I would, I guess you could put in that same category that actually I can immerse myself into is the word of God. And because every single time that you read it, 
you get something new out of it, no matter how many times you've read the sucker, right? I shouldn't call it the sucker. It is the living word of God. I apologize. But I have a really hard time. And a lot of people say, oh, if you further, you know, further your relationship, you read all these other books. And I'm like, look, I just, I've got to focus on the word of God because even for me, for those, with those other books, they can become a distraction. And quite frankly, I have probably 20 to 30 of those type of books on my bookshelf and I have not finished one of them. Why? Because I get distracted by things that I find more important and uh, more entertaining. Because are we not the age of, you know, are we not entertained? You know, um, if we're not entertained, we just don't want to bother with it, right? And unfortunately, uh, relationships are not really about entertainment, are they? We need to persevere, have faith. When we have become distracted and stray, he will forgive us and he will answer you. Um, a good quote is, don't let the noise of the world keep you from hearing the voice of the Lord. Now, what does the Bible say about all these, you know, about distractions, right? In Mark 4.19, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things, so no fruit is produced. How often do you get distracted by the worries and anxieties because of what's going on in the world? I'm definitely guilty of that. Romans 12.2, great example of that. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect? If we are not spending time with God, we are not going to be able to discern what his will is, what is good and what is acceptable and what is perfect, right? First John 2.15, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. Sometimes we stray so far, we start loving the world more than we do God. And we need to not do that. We have to stay focused on Yeshua. Hebrews 12, 2, fixing our attention on Yeshua, the pioneer and perfecter of the faith, who in view of the joy set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Colossians 3, 1 through 2. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Messiah, keep seeking the things above where Messiah is sitting at the right hand of God. Focus your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. I know that's something I really struggle with. Not focusing on all of the drama and everything else going on around me, but needing to focus on what is going on with my creator. Proverbs 4.25 Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. The dangers of taking your eyes off Yeshua. So the story of Peter walking on water is a fantastic example of that, right? Um, so if you go with me to your Bible, um, as you know, for all intents and purposes, I read from the Tree of Life ver uh, version of the Bible. I really enjoyed that version. If you go to Matthew 14. 22 to 33, it says, Right away, Yeshua made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, while he sent the crowds away. 
After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the hillside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a long way from land, tossed around by the waves, for the wind was against it. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Yeshua came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It's a ghost! And they cried out with fear. But immediately Yeshua spoke to them, saying, Take courage, I am. Don't be afraid. Answering, Peter said to him, Master, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water to go to Yeshua. But seeing the wind, he became terrified. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Master, save me. Immediately Yeshua reached out his hand and grabbed him. And he said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, You really are Ben Elohim. So what happened? Peter saw the wind. He was distracted by what was going on around him. Took his eyes off of Yeshua. And he started sinking. And Yeshua says, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? We start doubting. And our faith lessens when we take our eyes off of Yeshua. We should follow the example of Mary instead of Martha. I definitely have a big, big problem doing this. Luke 10, 38-42. As Yeshua and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Yeshua and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So it says right there, Martha was distracted by the big dinner. Now, is this a bad thing? No, she's got, you know, guests in her home. Of course, she wants to make sure that they're fed. But because she chose to focus her attention on that instead of on Yeshua, she missed out on a blessing of hearing the Messiah speak. Just let that sink in for a minute. Then, we need to also remember to go to a quiet place. Mark 6, 31 says, Then Yeshua said, Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Yeshua and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So there were too many distractions. Which is why it's so so good for us to have that quiet time. They say have that quiet time with the Lord. Because then your focus, hopefully, will be on Adonai, right? We must prioritize our time. There must be a time for prayer daily. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. So then be careful how you live. Do not be unwise, but wise, making the best use of your time because the time's are evil. True then and absolutely true now. Mark 1 35 
says, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. So many examples of Yeshua going to a quiet place and praying. Why? Because it's a lot easier to not get distracted when you're in a quiet place. Being distracted by the worries of life, Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Stop storing up treasures for yourself on earth where moths and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But keep on storing up treasures for yourselves in heaven where moths and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, 31-33 So don't ever worry by saying, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? Because it is the unbelievers who are eager for all those things. Surely your heavenly father knows that you need all of them, but first be concerned about God's kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will will be provided for you as well. So the unbelievers are eager for all those things. Worrying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What is that saying? I'm not trusting that the Lord is my provider. And when you have those worries, you bring them to Adonai. You don't internally focus upon them and meditate upon them to the point where it makes you anxious and it makes you overwhelmed by life. That's not what God has for us. He doesn't want us to be that way. We need to focus on the Lord by meditating on scripture. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it on, on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Another thought is you don't want to get distracted by doing things for Adonai, and yet still losing your love for him. Doing things for him and getting distracted by projects can cause us to stop spending time with God in prayer. So like, even like I've said this before, you know, we went to um, a pastor we had in Hawaii, really great point. You want to do the one, one, one process. You want to go to one service, join one Bible study and be part of one ministry. One, because it helps you, it keeps your, helps keep your focus where it needs to be. And two, it'll help you not to get burnt out to the point where you're like, Lord, this is too much. I can't handle it. You did it to yourself. If you're immersed in five different ministries, the odds are you're going to burn out. So you need to be wise about what God has given you. Making sure that we are not distracted by others right? That's important too. Galatians 1.10, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God, or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. We need to remember that we're serving Yeshua. We are not serving people. Now we can serve people because we love Yeshua, because Yeshua loved us, we serve people. But we're not doing it for their approval. We're doing it for Yeshua's approval, right? 
hopefully that made sense. In my mind, it made sense. So hopefully it made sense to you. Remember Ephesians 6.11, to clothe yourselves with the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, which include distractions. Proverbs 3.6, think about him in all your ways and he will guide you on the right paths. I mean, that right there is in a nutshell. There, I, I gave you, I can't tell you how many different Bible verses right there that point right to, this is what our focus should be on. This is how we stay focused and to remind us and encourage us not to be distracted. Now, as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction. You can find that in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Hashem Yeshua, Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you have a blessed week. I'm excited. Uh, we're going to be uh, going on a trip this weekend, my husband and I and our, our children. So I may be rec recording from a different location. Um, hopefully it does not affect the uh, audio quality. But if it does, I know you guys will stick around anyways because you love me. Be blessed. Be not distracted by the things of this world. And keep our eyes and our focus on Yeshua. Talk to you again soon. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E is an Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, M is in Mike the number three at protonmail.com. You can also leave me a one minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica Lacasse. And it should have a button right there to say, leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet. If you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment, I would love to hear from you.